Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. I just got back from Napa Valley. I had never been to Napa Valley before. What a magical experience. I mean, I've seen the photos and I've always wanted to go. It's a bucket list dream trip for me. But, you know, I've traveled quite a bit around the world and I I wasn't really expecting much, you know, because once you've gone to Italy and seen the vineyards and, you know, the Tuscan hills, you're like, okay, how good can this be? Well, let me tell you, I was shook. I rarely want to go back to places. I want to go back to Napa Valley. It was one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to. We were literally transported into a different world. You know, you don't feel like you're in America over there. You're like in the movie, The Sound of Music. I mean, frankly speaking, this isn't a reach, but I feel like who needs to go to Tuscany or Florence when you've got Napa Valley? I mean, if you're out there and you're planning on spending a lot of money to go to Italy just for the wine region, and I get it, it's a lifetime trip, you should go, but Napa Valley is just as good. I was thoroughly impressed. 
Having said all that, I am not a wine drinker. I'm not a wino. I do not know much about wine. I know a lot about many different things, but wine is just something I don't know much about. And I've tried to read up on it, but it's just not of interest to me. I know there are a lot of wine snobs and wine is, you know, a product that can be very classist. You know, there are people who buy $20,000 bottles of wine and then you hear like, oh, the $15 bottle of wine tastes just like the $500 bottle of wine. And honestly, when people throw around words like cab and, you know, Pinot Noir and a white, and I'm like... I don't fucking know what you're talking about. Like, just tell me what's good. Because, you know, I've watched those sommelier documentaries where they're, like, spending their whole life, you know, trying to become a wine expert. And then at the end, they're, like, working at the Olive Garden. And that's fascinating, too. And on top of all of that, I am allergic to wine. This just happened from one day to the next. I used to drink wine all the time. My good friend Steph, she's been on the pod. We drink a lot of wine at our house. And, you know, I drank wine in my 20s. And from one day to the next, I think I was, you know, 32 maybe. And I remember I just was severely congested after a glass of wine. A wine that... I had been drinking for many years and, and, you know, at her house and I couldn't figure it out. And then I I went back because we spend a lot of time together. All our weekends we spent together when I lived in Miami prior to both of us being married and prior to her having kids. And it just would happen like this intense congestion. And so then I, I realized, okay, this wine You know, we all know the wine industry is not regulated and God knows what they're putting into the wine. And I learned a lot about that in Napa. A lot of this is like just purple garbage. It's like gunk that they're putting into the wine to make it, you know, look a certain way or, you know, have less of a bitter taste. It's it's terrifying, actually. And so be careful where you buy your wine or learn about your wine, read up on your wine. And so I didn't drink wine because of this. And in fact, two weeks ago, I went to a friend's house here in Scottsdale and she was like, hey, I have Cameron Diaz's wine, Aveline, you know, and I had seen like posts about it on social media, but again, not a wine drinker and causes allergies for me. So I stayed away and she's like, no, just try a little. So I literally poured an ounce into a glass because that's how terrified I am of like getting congestion because for someone like me congestion leads to a sinus headache which then leads to a migraine and I do not want that that's the last thing I want and so sure enough had a sip and within 30 minutes I had congestion and this wine's supposed to be organic Cameron Diaz's wine, it's supposed to be clean, organic, you know, all the buzzwords, but I can tell you it clearly is not. And in Napa, uh, I I didn't have that reaction because, you know, we went to like top notch places and, you know, they explained all of this to us, you know, these are all privately owned. 
So far, Napa Valley has not been taken over by corporate America. So me and my husband, we went to Napa Valley with Sean and Pooja, who are like family to me. And you may have seen Sean and Pooja on Family Karma in season one. And of course, Sean's brother, Dylan, on Family Karma as well, season two. And Sean and Pooja actually got me and my husband married. Sean officiated my wedding and Pooja was the notary. And so we had planned this trip a couple of months ago. I had been wanting to go to Napa for years and this time there was a break in the schedule where we were all available. None of us had been to Napa before and we thought, you know, why not just go? It'll be perfect. Ironically, none of us are wine drinkers or winos or have too much knowledge on wine. And so we just went there kind of, you know, for the whole experience. And you have your different parts of Napa. And because we are foodies, the main attraction for us was going to the French Laundry. And for those of you who don't know, the French Laundry is a Michelin star restaurant in Napa in the town of Yontville. And the owner is Chef Thomas Keller, who also owns Per Se in New York City, which is a three-star Michelin restaurant. And if you are a foodie, you know what all of this is. And if you're not, then you don't care and it's not important. So we had planned this entire trip around the reservation we were going to get at the French Laundry. And it's one of those places where you, you know, go in on your computer and hope for the best, you know, on the first of the month before the month you're going to be there. So, for example, we were there August 18th and July 1st, like Sean and Pooja and me and Anand were like on the computers, like who's going to get the reservation? It's like Taylor Swift tickets for dinks, like dual income, no kids people, like geriatric millennials. Like that's the highlight for us. And side note, I really do want to go to a Taylor Swift concert. And I've been hearing that it's mind-blowing. And even straight men who don't like Taylor Swift are sobbing and saying it was like the concert of a lifetime and they've never seen anything like this. But I heard that it's like four hours long. And at this point in my life... It, that just doesn't sound appealing. And I'm sure I'll have FOMO and regret because I, I am a Swifty. But it's just not something I can commit to. I mean, I can barely commit to a show. You know, everyone's always talking about shows and what show they're watching. I can't commit to a show. How am I going to commit to standing in a stadium Possibly in the parking lot, because I don't even think you can get a ticket to get into the stadium at this point. And if you did, then you're probably in the nosebleeds, I don't know, or watching from the jumbotron from your car like a mile away. I don't know. I don't know how that's working. But it just gives me anxiety. The thought of being in a stadium with that many people, you know, and I've been to many concerts in my day. It's just not something I want to do anymore. Even if this is like 
the concert that I should have been to in my life, in my lifetime. It's a risk I'm willing to take. I have a feeling I'll regret it, but yeah. But what I will do is wait a month in advance to book seats at a restaurant that's going to cost like $450 per person. But when you're a foodie, or in my case, a former foodie, that part of you really never leaves. Like, it doesn't die. Those things are still attractive. And so our entire trip was planned around this reservation. We ended up getting a 745 reservation. We weren't thrilled about it. I mean, we were just happy to be able to eat there. We got in. But we weren't thrilled because these tastings can be three to four hours long and you know we're geriatric you know we're in bed by nine so 7 45 you know we're already strategizing about like the macchiato that we're going to order at 6 30 in order to be able to be awake at dinner and we got a few recommendations from friends and people that love wine, and, you know, like I said, some of these bottles were talking $20,000, and so the tasting's not cheap either. And so we decided, you know, a lot of these winos, they go and, you know, they're going back-to-back from winery to winery, and we didn't want that to be our trip. And so we decided, let's visit three total. That's more than enough. And that way we have time to enjoy the hotel, which we stayed at the Villaggio in Yontville. And, you know, just relax. We didn't want this to be like a trip. You know, there's trips and there's vacations. We wanted this to be a vacation. The wineries we visited were Domaine Carneros, Camus, and Del Dotto. And we chose Domaine because it's supposed to be the most beautiful one. You know, it's like, it looks like you're in France. You know, they have like this chateau, and it was stunning. And then we chose Del Dotto because, of course, the Kardashians went there, and if they went there, then we have to go there. And they're known for their caves, and that was pretty cool and awesome. And of course, Camus, you know, if you're a wino and if you're around boomers who have money, which we are around a lot of boomers, uncles and aunties, they like Camus, and so we went to Camus. And then if you're an ultra wino and you love a good wine and you have a lot of money, then you go to Opus, but we are not those people, so we did not go to Opus, but if if you are really into wine, then that's probably a winery you should go to if you go to Napa. But we visited so many beautiful restaurants and, you know, cute little towns. The ritziest town there is Yontville, where we stayed. And I heard, like, Napa is kind of like the bougie part of wine country in America and California. And Sonoma is like the cottage chic version And so 
we stayed in Yontville because the French Laundry is also in Yontville. And we get there, and, you know, the minute you walk in, you're just transported into this, like, French little village. You know, it just feels like you're in France. It's it's just insane. And I've been to a lot of Michelin restaurants around the world. And again, on my own dime, okay, before you come at me, before you eat the rich me on my own dime, and there is definitely a stuffy vibe to the whole thing. And what was so incredible about the French Laundry is that it was so chill. It was not what we were expecting. We walked in, and they were, like, playing Billy Joel and Rihanna and Ice Spice. It was pretty wild. And People were talking loudly and having a good time, and our servers were hilarious, and we, we just had the best time there. We did have one server who, who had a very creepy smile and was just like, I will say, interesting, because by now we were tired of the wine, and we asked for bourbon. And he gives us the menu, and we're just looking through this menu, and this menu is filled with liquor and wines and literally 100 pages of wines, and we don't know anything. And we're like, can we just get a margarita? And he's like, there are no cocktails. And we were shook because, like, what do you mean you don't have cocktails? But, you know, I guess it's wine country, and they want you to fucking drink wine. It's pretty clear. It's like a monopoly. Like, you're here to drink wine. That's it. And so we turned to the bourbon portion of the menu. And we had to ask twice because we're like, wait, is this $400 like a bottle? Or he's like, no, it's $400 an ounce. So basically, if you wanted to drink tequila or bourbon or whiskey or rum or vodka, it was going to cost you. Basically, they didn't want you doing it. So that was hilarious because we just really wanted some margaritas and an old-fashioned. And yeah, they, they don't want you drinking anything but wine there. And I think the cheapest bottle of wine was $180. And Sean and Pooja shared a bottle because, you know, me and Anand, we have no interest. But, yeah, that was, that was pretty comical. It was like we had committed the greatest sin by asking for a cocktail menu. We had our macchiatos, and by 9 p.m., of course, we were all passing out because also Sean and Pooja are coming from Miami, so they were on East Coast time. I mean, me and my husband live East Coast time as well, so that's probably why we were passing out too. We, we go to bed very early and wake up very early because 90% of the time we are in the East Coast. So we got a second macchiato, but it was just a lovely experience, truly. I... 
am blown away by Napa Valley. I think everyone should go there, and I definitely think it's an affordable alternative to Italy. If you're wanting to see vineyards and wineries and hills and gorgeous sunsets and eat incredible fresh food, farm-to-table food, it, that's where it's at. I did not know there was such a place in America. I mean, I knew it was there, but I had no expectations. And then I also wanted to talk about all of you, the fam, my community. I meet you guys everywhere I go, and you guys take care of me so well. And it just... It's really heartwarming because I'm the caretaker in my life. In my life, I'm the one that's always planning the birthdays and making sure everyone's okay and planning the trips and booking the restaurants in my friend group as well. You know, I'm just the one that's the go-to and I'm at a point in my life where I'm okay with it not being reciprocated because that's not what someone else's strength may be. But let me say that it comes back to me through you guys. You know, you guys take care of me. I met fans at Domain Carneros. I met you guys at Camus. I met you guys just in the town. And then... Shout out to Cindy and Candy, who invited me to the JCB champagne tasting. I mean, it's really exclusive, and they invited me and all of us. They invited me, my husband, Sean, and Pooja. We, we just had the best time there as well. They really took good care of us. And again, I'm not asking for any of this stuff. It's just, I think it's my karma. You know, like, I, I give to a lot of people in my personal life, and you guys give to me. And you guys are the biggest blessing. And that's a lot of what I wanted to talk about today, is my tour and meeting all of you and going to all these different cities and I'm just overwhelmed with the love and support that my community has for me truly I started the tour in New York and then I you know went to Miami we all know what happened there and then I went to Raleigh and again had no expectations for Raleigh Ended up loving Raleigh. Never thought in a million years I would say that I would actually live in Raleigh. Because when, again, you're from Miami, you don't, you don't think of these places because you're just like, whatever, I'm, I'm from Miami. I mean, I've never even been to Jacksonville or Tampa. I mean, we all went to Disney World, so we all know Orlando. I've been to Naples. But, you know, you don't know. I've traveled around the world a lot, but I really haven't traveled much within the U.S., outside of the major cities. And there's just so much to see in this beautiful country. And then there's also so many amazing people. And so I started, you know, the southern part of the tour 
in Raleigh, because I don't consider Miami the South, it's like another country, it's like North Cuba, as we say. And let me tell you, we got lit in Raleigh. I mean, I think that was what set the tone. Raleigh is what set the tone for the rest of the tour. And so I want to thank everyone in Raleigh. You know who you are. We got lit. Raleigh was a bunch of boomers and a bunch of Gen Xers. Moms of teenagers and moms of young kids who came out on a Wednesday night, a school night, to see me in Raleigh. And after that, I want to say the Real Housewives of Raleigh, because that's who they were. They showed up, they pulled up in their Range Rovers, and they're like, you're not going back to the hotel, you are going out with us. And they took me out till 2 a.m., and then they all dropped me back at the hotel, and then we stayed in the hotel lobby till like 3, and... I mean, we were texting each other, and they were like, we got to take our kids to school. I had a flight at 7 a.m., and I mean, the love and the way you guys take care of me on tour, and people are like, wait, you hang out with people after from the audience? Like, yeah, I do, and a lot of these people are people that I've spoken to or have been talking to for years on social media, so it's like we kind of know each other. I mean, the world is so different, right? Like, we live in a different world now, a digital world, where I feel like I know a lot of you. And then you meet me at the show, and you're like, oh, like, I'm Susie, or I'm, you know, Marie. And I'm like, oh, my God, yes. And it's crazy, because I've been talking to some of you for years now. It's crazy. And then we meet at the show, and then a bunch of us hang out. It's crazy. It's crazy to me that this community exists. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And so, yeah, Raleigh kind of set the tone. And then, of course... Austin was next. I went out with everyone in Austin, and some of them even came to my reception, which is crazy because the amount of support they gave me in Austin, I mean, people brought like 50 people each, you know? And it was Cinco de Mayo. So you would think on Cinco de Mayo, you've got plans, you're going to a Cinco de Mayo party, especially in Austin, you know, Texas. And you're going to spend Cinco de Mayo at my show, people come to my show for their birthdays, for their anniversaries, 
it's really, I'm unworthy. That's all I'm going to say. Because I, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin to, you know, the pressure as well. that Someone says like, you know, I'm spending my birthday at your show. That's a lot. Like I've had couples come and spend their anniversary. They're like, we love you. We, this is, this is what we wanted. This was the perfect anniversary gift. And I'm just like shook. Like I'm, I'm speechless. We all went to dinner after my show in Austin. And then I performed in Philly. And we all hung out in Philly before and after the show. We hung out in New Jersey. My New Jersey show was lit. I'm going to say that was the most lit show that I've had. New Jersey was just... Lit's not the word. Ratch is the word. You know, Jersey came through. Jersey was ratch. And I have a fun... Q&A session at the end of each show and you get to ask me whatever you want and I spill the chai and I keep it real and it's like some of these cities you know like they're more proper and they're being coy and they don't want to ask the question and then in you know Jersey it was like zero fucks like they were like asking you know the low down and dirty questions like they did not hold back and I loved it and my mom and dad were in Jersey so I was so happy that they were there to see that kind of love and emotion because my shows are filled with love love and laughter it's really the best and I had a show in Buffalo which was interesting because I thought you know no one's going to come to my show in Buffalo. Like, who's going to come to my show in Buffalo? I mean, New York, New Jersey, Philly, it's a given. It's like brown town, right? Like, there's a brown population, and then a lot of non-Indians actually come to the show as well, which is refreshing. So a lot of Indians are cheap, but it's, it's awesome to have this community that's also a melting pot. I mean, some of you on IG or, you know, on TikTok, I know you guys are Greek, Italian, Latino, Asian... It's pretty incredible. We have an international community. And I don't say black or African-American because, you know, some people are from, you know, the Dominican Republic and they're Latino. So I'm just generalizing, you know, we have a very diverse community. And I only specify that because I'm from Miami. So I know, you know, they, some people don't consider themselves African-American. They're not. They're Afro-Caribbean. You know, you, you, you can't just throw these terms around. I remember in 9-11, someone was like, oh, is anyone here from Afghanistan? And someone pointed at me, you know, in high school. I was like, I'm, I'm not from Afghanistan. And I know we all kind of are lumped into one bag, but it, it's, we're different. But Buffalo was cold. You know, I went to Buffalo in May And I remember going with my puffer coat because it was in the 40s in May. And TSA here in Scottsdale, they were like, where are you going, Alaska? And I was like, no, I'm going to Buffalo. And they were like, oh, same shit. You know, it was wild. But Buffalo was insane. Didn't think anyone would show up, like I said before. Shout out to Dylan, who took care of me in Philly. And, you know, in New Jersey, we had the fam. You know, we had all my friends came, the locals, and I've met so many just 
caring people who treat me like I'm their own. You know, they take care of me. They want to make sure I'm okay because at a lot of these, you know, shows, I'm alone. And, you know, yeah, I'm, you know, confident and strong. But at the end of the day, we're living in a world where we are women. We're women. And sometimes you want to feel safe and protected and you don't always feel safe and protected. And, you know, there's always someone at my show that takes me to the show or wants to take me back to the hotel. And everyone's like, oh, be careful. But it's all women. And I know that doesn't mean anything in 2023, but it's just, it's just love. That's all. I'm so grateful. I want to cry because everyone's just so kind. And my last show was in Portland, Portland, Oregon. Who would have thought I'd have a show in Portland, Oregon? And to be quite honest, I I was curious, like, oh, you're sending me to Portland? Like, you sure about that? Because, again, to someone like me, Portland's like white America. Like, I don't know what's in Portland. I know it's like a thriving big city, but I didn't know what, what to expect. And to have, you know, people show up in Portland. And when I say people show up, like it wasn't like 10. Okay. It's like 80 people show up in Portland when the capacity is like a hundred. It's, it's surreal. And meeting people at restaurants and they're telling me I've changed their life. It's, and it was nice in Portland because my husband got to come because my show was on a Sunday. And when you're a noob, like I said in the other pod, the Miami pod, you know, they're going to give you like Wednesday and Thursday and all these random days because, you know, you, you have to prove yourself. And I got Sunday in Portland, which is a tough, tough day because, you know, it's summer and people are getting ready to go back to work on Monday or take the kids to camp or summer school or whatever it is. And it's just not ideal. And so on top of that, you worry, you know, who's going to show up because not only is it a Sunday in Portland, Oregon, but I'm niche, like N-I-C-H-E. Like I'm not mainstream, unfortunately, even though my content is mainstream. And what I say and do on Bravo is mainstream, but people aren't as receptive because I'm brown. It, it's just, it is what it, what it is. You know, once they're introduced to me and they hear the content and they see the content, they love it and they can relate. But just going off face value, like if you see my photo on a site on a website or you're you're just not it's not going to be the first click versus you know a caucasian person it just it is what it is being brown in entertainment i've actually never felt or experienced discrimination in my life i never have until i was in the entertainment industry which is bizarre because, you know, they're super liberal and you would think that's where you would least expect it. But it's it hasn't been the case for me. So the first show my husband was able to go to was actually my show in Phoenix. And we sold out in Phoenix. Pretty incredible. And what was cool about that was I didn't know anyone at that show. You'd think like, oh, you live in Scottsdale, so it was all your friends. Like, no, everyone here 
who's bougie, leaves for the summer. So no one was here. Again, noob. So they give you, like, Sunday, summer in Arizona. Like, good luck. And I was shook because everyone came out to support. And I actually made a lot of amazing friends from that show. It was funny. I became friends with a bunch of gays and we all talk regularly now and we go out and we all kind of moved here for work or, you know, in my case, I moved here with my husband for his work. And by the end of our two hour dinner, we were all like, okay, yeah, we're ready to leave. Like it was nice. Like it's, it's time to go now. And so that was funny, but it was, it was just so nice to know that people went out of their way to come out to see me on a 120 degree night. It's like things like that, that, you know, I feel like it's my good karma, you know, coming back to me in, in the form of all of you, the listeners, the viewers, the fans, the people on social media, you know, just, I'm so blessed. And then, of course, the second show that my husband was able to join me on, he wasn't able to go to the show because the show was Sunday night in Portland. And so he had to come back to Scottsdale, obviously, to go to work on Monday. But he was there for the weekend, and we kind of made this awesome Oregon trip out of it. Like I say, I made my Oregon Trail dreams come true as a millennial. And I had no idea how beautiful... Oregon is and I I noticed something really sad which we'll get into in a few weeks with you know elections looming in and all of that coming up I know things are sensitive and you know I'm not going to be afraid to talk about what what's really happening and I am a liberal but I did notice now while I've been traveling been to Portland, been to San Francisco, Denver, Seattle, all these cities that have kind of been destroyed because of the drug epidemic. I call it the drug belt, just like we say the Bible belt, like that's the drug belt. Like, why does liberal mean a city gets trashed? Because that's what's happening. Like, I don't understand why that has to mean that. And you could see the states that legalized marijuana. Again, a lot of people aren't going to like this. Like, again, do whatever drugs you want. Like, I, it's not my body, so I'm not telling you what to do. I don't think anyone should go to jail for smoking weed or buying weed and all of that stuff. But there's a pattern here that these states that legalized marijuana became drug havens, and now you just have people that are on drugs. I mean, thank God for my Portland fam. I call them my Portland fam, you know, my Austin fam. They've become my fam, all the people that come to my shows and take care of me. Because, you know, in Portland, we stayed in downtown. You don't have a choice. And, yeah, the the nature, and once you head out into the countryside and the forest, it's just spectacular but we were terrified i mean me and my husband went to a target in downtown portland and you're it's like the a cop apocalypse has happened there the apocalypse has happened there you don't know 
how this has happened, but it's happened over the course of like a decade now. This was once like a thriving city and you could see the infrastructure. You're like, wow, I did not know Portland was like a Manhattan. I would have never known because it was a ghost town and it's just all these cities like San Francisco. They're just shuttered and filled with empty buildings where you could see that these were once thriving neighborhoods and now everyone's moved out and left and all you have now are homeless people shooting up and everyone's like oh they're they're friendly they're friendly i'm not taking a chance you know we hear about these stories in new york city where people are getting stabbed and shot you know by people that we all thought were you know harmless and homeless and friendly and so it was very scary in Portland. We went into this Target, and there were police in bulletproof vests. It looked like, you know, the end of the world. And literally homeless people walking in and out of the Target, not paying for shit, just taking ice cream and leaving. And we really just wanted water. We went to go buy water, not knowing this was apparently the homeless target. I didn't even know that was a thing. And, you know, we, we need to do something and at least have a place for all, these, all of these people. It's because they don't have a place. They don't have anywhere to go. And they're, you know, addicted and they're on drugs. But I'm so glad that, you know, I had my Portland fam. They took me back to my hotel. We actually actually took me to a very bougie rooftop that was so cool called Departures. And, you know, it looks kind of like you're in a luxury lounge at the airport. It's pretty cool. And it was a rooftop. And the weather was stunning. You know, I'm, what's beautiful about all these West Coast cities is that, you know, they're like, in the 60s, in the summer. So coming from Miami and now, you know, living partially in Scottsdale, it's just like a relief. It's it's just so nice to go to these places. And, you know, all all the locals, they're, they're living far away and they're driving out to my comedy, you know, shows that are in these clubs in, in the downtown area, which you could see were like once thriving downtowns. No longer the case. And... You know, I remember they took me back to my room and there were about 50 homeless people like, you know, just shooting up in the, in the corner. It was crazy. And I met Adam Carolla, who was pretty awesome. He had performed the night before and he was so kind and so humble. It's always nice when you meet famous people that are kind and humble because I watched the man show, you know, on Comedy Central when I was younger and we had this amazing food at a Russian place called Kachka, or I should say an Eastern European place. I don't know if it was Ukrainian. I'm going to get canceled now, but it was Eastern European. I don't remember now which one. I'll probably get canceled, but there's no time right now to Google. should have done that before. But, um, of course, then my husband, you know, you know my husband, if you're a longtime pod listener, you know he loves leaving his phone in different places. So, of course, he left his phone in the Uber, and then we couldn't get it back because 
we tried to log into the account, but they wanted a authentic, what is it, authenticator, where they sent the code to the phone, but you don't have the phone, so you can't get the code, and it was a whole nightmare, and we ended up buying a new phone at the Apple store, and then the Uber driver ended up tracking us down the next day, because we were going to chase him around based on, like, find my phone, but then he kept, like, jumping from spot to spot, and so ended up buying a new phone, and, um, yeah, we ended up getting the phone back the next day and returned the new phone, but it was, it was a whole schlep, but I was really, um, shocked by the state of Portland, you know, you hear about what's happening in these cities, but when you actually go there and it's like scary and it's sad because these are beautiful cities, you know, there's so much to see and do. I highly recommend Portland, Oregon, the, the hospitality that I was shown there. I mean, I, I was surprised again. I I'm surprised people even came to that show because I didn't know people in Portland, Oregon were watching Bravo, but I guess people are watching Bravo everywhere. And there's so much more to share, and I will, you know, as we go along. And I'm so glad you guys are with me on this journey. But I'll end with this. I knew that I made it when a guy came up to me at the end of the show. I won't say where. And the guy was missing teeth, and he was tatted up, and, you know, at first I was taken aback, and not judging him by the way he looked, but again, just, he did not look like someone that would come to one of my shows, you know, you have to understand, I'm like, brown, family karma, a lot of the shows, you know, it's like women and gays, those are my people, and so, and of course, some husbands that are dragged along that are either really excited and end up having a great time or look like they want to, you know, just run away. But I had finished taking photos with everybody, and this guy came up at the end, and he's like, may I have a photo? And I was just a little taken aback because I did not remember him from the audience, you know, because I take photos with everyone at the end, when the lights are on at the end, I did not remember him, and then he was, like, fully tatted and toothless, and I was like, where, where did you come from, you know, like, and he was like, I just want to say that you're so funny, and that's when I knew I made it, when a toothless white guy tatted up, had no idea who the hell I was or what the hell was going on said that I was funny and then I asked him like where where did you come from like were you at the show and he's like I'm the bouncer and you know that's one of those life moments you know I'll, I'll never forget it it makes me teary-eyed now he was so kind and he took the time to come up to me at the end of my show and tell me that he thought I was funny and he didn't have to do that and he, I took a photo with him and you know, if I can make him laugh, if he thinks I'm funny, then, uh, you know, we've got some skin in this game. Well, thank you so much for listening, and thank you for all of your support. I have some fun things coming up. 
some fun topics. And Aditya is in South Africa for two weeks right now, fighting with his family, which is, that's what you do, right? When you're brown, you just go on a trip to fight with your family. He's like, we could have done this in Park Avenue, like in New York. Like, why are we doing this in Africa? Hilarious. Uh, Can't wait to have him back on the pod. We have some fun topics. And I wish you guys, you know, all the best. Really, the love that you guys give me, I'm forever grateful. And again, if you like the podcast, please subscribe, write a review, like, share, share this with your friends. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai. Thank you so Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai.